Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Well, I'll tell you what, right when you think that the dance videos and the TikTok videos and all that garbage was something just for 2020, no, 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 it's, uh, it's back in full force and continues to exist, unfortunately. So give this propaganda video a listen. My mask. mask. My mask is my passport to the outside world. It's my armor. My armor. My shield. My shield. My savior. I didn't really like it at first, but it's sort of become my best friend. It started off as an uncomfortable face diaper, and it turned into a fashion statement. It's my new form of self-expression. But I admit that sometimes I needed to hide the sadness on my face. Seeing you. And you. And you and your masks. Always makes me feel a little bit better. Well, if you couldn't hear that, allow me to read through the lyrics of this ridiculous, ridiculous video. It says, My mask is my passport to the outside world. It's my armor, my shield, my savior. We're going to stop it right there. First of all, that's a direct biblical implication. That's a direct biblical connection. Your mask is your armor, your shield, and your savior. No, that's God. That's God. So the people that produce these are directly mocking biblical verses, those who read them, those who appreciate them, those who live by them, and it's trying to replace God with the mask. And that ma the mask is actually God according to these people. They aren't even hiding it anymore. I mean, they're not even hiding it. It couldn't be any more obvious. It continues, and it says, I didn't really like it at first, but it's sort of become my best friend. It started off as an uncomfortable face diaper, and it turned into a fashion statement. It's my new form of self-expression. I've commented on this before, too. The simple business of these different designs of masks and people trying to buy masks for their children with designs on them and color coordinate this, that, or the other, or, oh, look, it's a dog face, or, oh, look, it's a cat face, or, oh, look, it's actually a face on a mask, someone's actual face painted on a mask, so it looks like I'm not wearing a mask, but I'm actually wearing a mask. These things exist. They exist. They're not medical devices, as we've been over a million times. But they're turning this satanic ritual into a game. For the lowest common denominator, I might add. I mean, the dumbest of the dumb are the ones participating in this. So I'm going to kick this back to something. Do you remember the ice bucket challenge? And I may have brought this up before in a past episode, so if I have, forgive me. But... The ice bucket challenge was much like this, although I would argue that that was a simple, I mean, it wasn't simple, uh, but it was a test run. The ice bucket challenge was a test run for the social experimenters to experiment on society worldwide, I might add, and see what they'll do. You couldn't go anywhere in society at that moment in time around that ice bucket challenge nonsense and not overhear someone talking about it. 
and not overhear someone actually talking about participating in it. I was in restaurants and I would overhear bartenders or waiters or waitresses bring it up. I would sit down at tables and there would be folded up cards on the tables set out by the restaurant themselves and the owners themselves that would encourage people to engage in the ice bucket challenge where you dump water on top of yourself and then you have to encourage or challenge quote unquote three other people to do the exact same thing and then donate money to ALS. I think it was ALS or Alzheimer's or whatever the hell. doesn't matter. Point is, the entire ritual, and I've read this lots of places, so it's not just me saying this, but that it was a satanic ritual. Because you have to understand that in these rituals, you have numerology, which is massive. Take the mask wearing, for example. It's six feet, six feet apart. Six feet, six feet, six feet. Six, six, six. Why is it not five feet apart? Why is it not four or three or two? Why is it it not seven, eight, or nine or ten feet apart? It's six feet. There's no study that says six feet anything. But in the ice bucket challenge, it was three, three, three. Multiples of three. The person who has done it is one of three. And then they have three more people do it. So you have 333 on top of 333. Then you have 666. You may think that's a stretch. But for those of us that have even casually looked at numerology, this is one of those things that they take very seriously. These satanic people that do this kind of thing. So again... You were baptizing yourself in a satanic ritual with the ice bucket challenge, and you didn't even know it because you were blindly following people if you participated in those things. And hopefully you didn't, because guess what? You didn't cure ALS. It was a giant money laundering scheme. All your money disappeared. If you donated to anything like that, your money is gone, and it's now in the pockets of the people who profit from such money laundering schemes. So there's that piece, which is worth mentioning. The six feet apart thing is no different. You step in those circles, you step in those boxes that say, stand here. We've measured it off. It's exactly six feet apart. I'm sorry, but you're participating in the social control of your mind and your body. I don't know what else that is. If it's not Satanism, then what else is it? That's that's my simple question. Actually, this is this is kind of sad, but it's kind of funny. The funniest part about the ice bucket challenge thing was when people would do it with forklifts, or people would do it rather with backhoes, and they would fill the backhoe container with water, and then they would stand right underneath it, and then the person would lower the backhoe container right on top of their head, and then they'd pass out, and then they would just dump the water on top of them. I mean, <laughs> it's it's pretty funny, and there are countless videos like that, but uh, I don't know. It makes you wonder. A little natural selection there, maybe, or uh, God just having a good laugh. Anywho, this next story, again, not an upper 
not not a positive thing necessarily. But then again, if it if if things like this are occurring, which clearly they are and they have been for quite some time, hopefully it motivates somebody to to make the right decision and make a better decision. Uh, this comes from PatriotDailyPress.org, and it's titled "Record High Number of Suicidal Children Forces San Francisco to Sue Its Own School District to Reopen." So I, I, it's almost like jumbo shrimp to some extent. Some of these schools are so unhealthy when they are open that apparently when they're closed, the individuals that aren't inside of these buildings, in particular the students themselves, are for some reason having a difficult time because they're not in an unhealthy environment learning when they could easily just be learning anywhere they want. They could easily be learning in a library. They could easily be learning in their own home. They could easily be learning anywhere they want, on a park bench someplace. But again, I think that all of this ties into a much bigger problem, and that is that in school environments, students are not taught to be individual learners. They're consistently taught to look over at their neighbor and see what their neighbor is writing or work in a group or um, teamwork all the time rather than actually doing things as an individual because when the opportunity presents itself for the individual to do something on an individual basis, they can't. It's like a fish out of water or asking a fish to go for a jog. You can't do it. They've been taught to swim their whole lives in one direction, in one environment. And then all of a sudden, what happens? That environment fails around them, and it fails them. And as it's done that, all of a sudden now, they can't do very basic tasks on their own, like, oh, I don't know, check out a book from a library and read it on their own. Again, this isn't impacting everybody, and it's not affecting everybody. Like I've said, there are countless schools that are wide open, and there are countless students who learn from home, and learn in the virtual environment, and succeed and thrive in those very environments. But I'm going to go ahead and read this here. It says, quote, following following an alarming number of child suicides and suicide attempts, the city of San Francisco is suing its own school district to reopen. The University of California, San Francisco, Benoff Children's Hospital at Mission Bay reported record high numbers of suicidal children seen and treated last month. The UCSF Benoff Center's hospital has seen a 66% increase in the number of suicidal children in the emergency room and a 75% increase in youth who required hospitalization for mental health services, the lawsuit said, quoting pediatricians, child psychiatrists, and emergency room doctors. USA Today reported... Doctors also saw an increase in anxiety, depression, and eating disorders among children. The lawsuit calls for San Francisco's public schools to reopen, saying classroom closures are catalyzing a mental health crisis among school-aged children. Schools have been closed for in-person learning since last March. Uh, this is, I mean, it's it's just, I, 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 I'm certain... That what this is doing again is just showing the failure of the bigger picture. And it's showing the failure again of both teacher education programs to teach their teachers, to teach their students to be individual learners. And to reach their full potential as individuals 
first. That's not happening. Like I said, it's group work this, group work that. Do as your peers would have you do. Do as your peers do. Constantly compare yourself to your peers and on and on and on. And none of that is healthy because it just handicaps the individual from being able to accomplish the most basic things. And now all of a sudden again, if they're in an unhealthy living environment at home and school was their refuge for safety, you know, I'm not sure that that's a good thing either necessarily. Because what what becomes their refuge for safety? Government. It's just it's it's not just a rock in a hard place. Um, it's worse than that. It's a rock in a hard place underwater. It's it's just far far worse. Now again, I wanted to bounce over here to nomasforkids.com and read some more posts because again, they just keep flying in. They're flying in now. Um, you know, there were roughly a hundred and oh, I don't know, 100, 100 to 110 posts a while back. Uh, and I've been on this site since the since almost the beginning, since its inception. And it's really becoming alarming, to say the least. But what's interesting, too, is there's a lot of teachers who are sound-minded human beings, and they're posting their own posts here. So here's one I wanted to read from Trinity, Florida, ages 10 and 11. And it's simply titled, I'm a teacher. It says, quote, I wear this slave mask. It is see-through and I can breathe through it. I get away with it. Start using those for your children. I currently have a rash on my face as well. Facemaskusa.com. All of the children in my classes are wanting to compulsively eat because when they eat, they don't have to wear a mask. It's so unhealthy. They will drop their mask on the floor and put it back on their face. They are, the masks, so disgusting. Some coaches are making kids run with them on during PE. Yep, they're not just doing it in Florida. They're doing it in some schools I'm very, very familiar with. And it's beyond awful. But that's an interesting little nuance right there, I think, that I certainly haven't heard of yet is that students are wanting to extend the time that they want to eat or drink so that they can keep the mask off on purpose. That's interesting. But again, what is that creating? It's creating a manipulative child. It's teaching the child to manipulate the system, even though that the system is clearly unhealthy and the system is awful and not good for anybody and these rules and regulations and whatever are completely illegal. But... It's just teaching the child to be deceptive to some extent. And as we all know, as from some of the past that I, uh, posts that I've read in the past, they're being, uh, the, the students and the minors are being combative with their own parents, and rightfully so, because the child won't want to wear a mask, but the parents make them, because the parent is less informed than the child, and not listening to the child. And the same thing is true with teachers and students. Teachers running up to students and screaming at them because the mask is below their nose. This kind of interpersonal conflict is exactly what these designers had in mind. It's exactly what these social engineers had in mind when they were seeking to divide all of us through this mask wearing. Here's another post from a speech and language pathologist. It says, quote, and this is from Knoxville, Tennessee, age three. 
most harmful thing for kids with any communication deficit and negative implications for typically developing kids. I've been a speech speech language pathologist for more than 10 years. Mask wearing is the worst idea that I have ever encountered. Children need to see the faces of others, both peers and adults, to learn language, speech sounds, social and pragmatic cues, etc. Though I have found ways around this as a professional so that I can do my job using window masks and face shields, kids are deprived of this important information for the rest of their day. I'm afraid that we will see a negative impact on children's ability to understand nonverbal messages provided by facial cues, more kids having trouble with sound placement, poor reading, literacy outcomes, and more even for typically developing children. Unquote. Yep. Yep. And the clear face shields, even though they expose the mouth, it doesn't matter. It's humiliating. It's humiliating. Have you ever seen someone walking around in a grocery store with a face mask like that on? They look foolish. Because it is foolish. Here's one titled Angry Parent. 13 and 17 year olds. Quote, my children were told masks do not work, but now they are forced to wear them. My 13 year old does not want to leave the house. My 17 year old came up in a carefree world and now has been shut down by social pressure and mask mandates. My 7 year old has trouble breathing through masks after wearing them for a long period. Wearing them affects him psychologically because he does not understand how the world so quickly changed. When he did attend school, he felt like the school cared more about his mask being on his face right than his education. Well, they got that right. No doubt about that. Personally, the cloth masks are so hard to breathe through that even I find myself nearly passing out after a period of time. Where is your coat or gloves has become where is your mask, unquote. Yep. This is just awful. Headaches, teeth grinding, sleep apnea, psychological, masks are terrifying, dehumanizing accessories. Everyone knows a virus can breach a mask. And it continues. Severe headaches, shortness of breath, and lingering cough. Here's one from a ski pro, it says. Quote, I had a young, smart, and athletic student who was great about keeping his mask on. He was not his same self since wearing a mask, and at one point he got himself run over by a chairlift. This hurts, and they had to stop the lift. He was pretty shaken from this. And another close call where he got his legs twisted up. I blame lack of oxygen, especially since we are already at over 7,000 feet. Park City, Utah. Uh, yeah. Skiing with a mask on. I mean, I know people do it just to protect their lips from getting chapped, but my God. There was another story on here, too, about a student who was bringing their uh, school materials home from school, and they were wearing a mask and their glasses because they had to wear the mask in the school building, even if they were in there for like five seconds. And uh, he was going down two flights of stairs, and his his glasses fogged up, 
because he was breathing into the mask, and then of course the vapor and whatever fogged up his ma- fogged up his glasses, and he couldn't see, and he missed the last two steps of the staircase, and he fell flat on his face. Uh, the parent said, "Thank God he didn't fall at the top of the steps. God knows what would have happened." I mean, this kind of stuff is just absolutely nuts. Asthma and septum deviation, headaches and dizziness, grade 9, weak and tired, no exceptions for sensory kids with masks, mask high high school soccer player blacked out. Uh, Let's read this one. This is the most recent post, actually. All right. This is a few paragraphs long. Bear with me. Quote, my son plays varsity soccer for his high school. They had to call me to compare him. I'm sorry. They had to call me to come and get him early from conditioning because he was feeling lightheaded and passed out. Angry emoji faces. (laughs) Good Lord. Soccer with a mask on during conditioning. It is just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But they're doing it. They're just doing it. Oh, I need to be on the soccer team. If I'm not on the soccer team, my life is over. Just, I don't, I don't, I mean, man, the social pressure to engage in this garbage is just nuts. Wearing masks to run a mile, then do sprint work, exclamation point. Thankfully, he felt things going black, told his coach, and sat down. In his words, quote, my eyes were open, but I couldn't see anything. Then I saw outlines, then everything was really bright. I've been there, actually. I've experienced that, and it's no fun. Your eyes are wide open. Everything goes very, very light. You can't see anything, and then you're face down in a pile of your own sick. I've been there. Been there. It was a racquetball court. I was fully clothed, sweatpants, sweatshirt, and a racquetball court. It was the dumbest thing I've ever done, one of anyway. Uh, Yeah, went to go get a drink of water because I was about to pass out, started to make my way back. And I fell face first into a ping pong table. I woke up maybe like 30 seconds later under the ping pong table. It felt like I was sleeping under that ping pong table for at least six hours. But uh, yeah, who knows? Anyway, continuing, a little side story for everybody. Uh, Continuing, quote, his coach had tried giving him a sucker to help with blood sugar levels, but my son couldn't hold it and kept dropping it. After getting some water in his system, maybe too much, he puked. That's when I was called. He couldn't hear well. He was cupping his hands over his ears, saying that he felt full of blood and heavy. Saying that they felt full of blood and heavy, question mark. The car ride home, he sounded like he had a mouthful of candy as he was trying to talk. He could barely keep his head up and eyes open. I was concerned concerned he'd fallen and had a concussion, He seemed so out of it, but his coach assured me he didn't. I told him if he had just picked up, if I had just picked him up, not knowing something had happened, I would have thought he had been drugged. He said his team, he said his teammates also said he was acting high. This was a conversation the following day. As soon as we got home, I got him to the couch. He immediately fell asleep. After a short 15-minute nap, he woke He woke famished. He ate some food and finally felt like he could walk and stand in the shower. 
He laid on the couch for the rest of the night, exhausted. Thankfully, seemed better the next day. These masks are causing more problems than necessary for these young brains. Masking during exercise is dangerous, and we won't do that anymore. If you didn't know that to begin with, there is something seriously wrong with you. We didn't know the mass would hurt if he was running around all day long suffocating. Chapel Hill, North Carolina, age 15. Good God. If you didn't know that already, what are you doing? This blows me away. This kind of stuff just blows me away. Sometimes it just makes me wonder if these adults can tie their own shoes. Are they capable of even tying their own shoes? I mean, I, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Sending your child off to conditioning, quote-unquote, to run around and physically exercise with a mask on. Yep, go get them. Reach your full potential physically. Uh, don't forget to uh, you know keep that ball gag in your mouth the entire time. I'm sure everything will be just fine. Uh, I just, I don't get it. So there you have it. Those are the most recent posts from nomassforkids.com. I came across this, and this is the last thing for today. I came across this, and I had to, had to share this because this is awesome. And again, this is certainly a positive thing, and it's certainly something that uh, can help individuals sort of weaponize themselves, so to speak, and fight back in a positive way. When it comes to, I guess, creating paperwork to send to necessary people or at the very least have on hand to hand someone if they question them about this mask-wearing nonsense. So this was bouncing around on Gab uh, just the other day from Darkly, D-A-R-Q-L-E-Y, and uh, I reposted it on my Gab account, and it's... It comes from, let me get the website here correctly, M-I-R-I-A-F dot W-E-B-S dot com. I'll link it below, and let me do my best to describe it here. Um, it's a list of templates of pre, basically pre-made letters where you can type in your own information and type in your own name, location, information, whatever, but it's, it's already designed for you, for you to hand to coaches, school teachers, administrators, you name it. And what it does, too, is it reminds them that they're breaking the law, that they can't actually mandate this mask wearing, that all of these mandates, as it turns out, are completely unconstitutional and totally against the law. And you don't have to have a doctor's note saying that you can't wear one. In fact, in the Americans with Disabilities Act, which I'm going to go over some some documents here, some U.S. code, which again, by the way, I will link the uh, miriaf.webs.com site with all the templates on it in the description, so make sure and check that out. And they are very, very interesting and fantastic. I mean, they have ones for employers, mask risk, risk assessment, pub Wearing them in pubs, airlines, shopping centers, leisure centers, exercise uh, environments, doctor's offices, 
Um, th there are templates for not having to take a COVID test, uh, not having to be tested in hospitals, not having to take vaccines, you name it. So it's all there. And again, I'll list it in the description uh, with a direct link. But I would highly recommend people check these out too. And it's the Americans with Disabilities Act. It's Title 28 U.S. Code Subsection 36, which is defined as non-discrimination on the basis of disability by public accommodations and in commercial facilities. You do not have to have a documented disability for the Americans with Disabilities Act to kick in for you. The Americans with Disabilities Act is for everybody. And what it says is, and I'll get into a couple other U.S. codes here very specifically, but what it says is, is that the environment that you're walking into cannot be unhealthy. In particular, if it comes to you receiving self-sustaining goods and services to keep you alive, such as food, water, etc. So there's also 42 U.S. Code, or Title 42, the Public Health and Welfare is what it's titled, subsections 1 through 18467. So there's 18,467 subsections under U.S. Code 42. I'm going to mention two of them. The first one, again, US, uh, 42 U.S. Code subsection 12102 is the definition of a disability. All you have to do is type that into a search engine, click on the first thing that pops up, and it, and it, shows, you, it shows you exactly what it is. And the definition of it is very, very simple. And then the second one is 42 U.S. Code, subsection 12182, which is the prohibition of discrimination by public accommodations. And that's the thing that I mentioned earlier, which means that environments that are providing goods and services for you to survive, they cannot make you wear something. And all you have to do is either ring off these codes for them, have them on a little card, have them on your cell phone background, pull out your cell phone and say, I can't, U.S. Code 12182 um, or U.S. Code 42, subsection 12182. I'm not allowed to wear one. I mean, the people in stores, for the most part, will look at you with total confusion. Yes, occasionally you'll get that whack job that starts screaming at you that you need to, you know, we, we don't care about the law. Well, then go above them. Go to their boss. Remind their boss who works for them. And remind these individuals that they're not actually in charge. And then that's all you have to do. But if people are just putting on the mask and just going along to get along, instead of knowing their own rights, which, by the way, these apply to all of us, including, I might add, the 1964 Civil Rights Act. We don't have to wear anything on our faces, and no, and no, uh, no government or institution can say so. It's absolutely ridiculous. And people who are doing this, again, have been taken for a ride and everybody, again, implementing this, even blindly, has been taken for a ride. They've been abused, too. They've been lied to, also. It's like everybody's all of a sudden forgotten that we have rights in this country. I know a lot of people think we don't have rights anymore, but we do. So, again, look up those codes. I'll even link the direct uh, website and the direct link to those, to those codes, those U.S. codes and those subsections, so that you can check them out on your own. Other than that, 
Catch you next time. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Don't forget to check out AmericanEducationFM.com where you can make a small donation or even email us and be a guest on the podcast. Until next time, never stop learning, never stop reading, and never stop unlearning. Thanks for listening, and God bless.